Well, look, it's you. So glad you could make it. <laughs> I'm Peter Alsop, and this is my Songs to Chew podcast. If you're new to this podcast, we're going to listen to Chapter 3 of my Take Me With You album today. So you, because this is your first time here, you might want to stop this episode and click on things on your screen there to see if you can find your podcast library. Uh, that should be where you can find all my other Songs to Chew episodes, the ones that I've put out so far. And then look for Chapter 1 of Take Me With You so you can hear the beginning of this album, first Chapter 1, then Chapter 2, and then come on back and listen to Chapter 3 with us, and you'll get the whole story. I mean, except for Chapter 4, which is coming up. That's why they made numbers in order, right? So we can tell which things go first, and then what's next, and next. Numbers are a good system. Or you don't have to do that, because now this is your podcast, and you can do whatever you want. Listen anytime you want. Share it with your friends, or listen with one ear, or whatever you want. Okay, last week we left off right after we sang Animal Crackers. So let's pick up our story there. Here we go with Chapter 3 of Take Me With You. I like peace. People who like peace are just scared to fight. They're chicken. Uh-uh. People who want peace aren't scared. They're chickens for peace, like Peter's song. You want to sing it? Yeah! I'd rather have a piece of chicken. Too bad. Chickens for peace. We're chickens for peace. To fry chicken for peace, we're chickens for peace. One little war, and we're chicken pot pie. Chickens for peace, we're chickens for peace, and no one respects a chicken who bakes. Chickens for peace, we're chickens for Oh, no.
to roller skate. <laughs> They can laugh at me all day long. I'm gonna keep trying till I get it. Let them laugh, let them laugh, let them laugh. Let them call me a clown. Let them laugh, let them laugh, let them laugh. That won't stop me from getting up when I fall down. Everybody makes mistakes when we're learning something new. I look funny. make fun of my glasses, but my glasses help me. And everybody needs help sometimes. My cousin uses a wheelchair to help her. People stare at her, but she sits while they have to stand in line at the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a little cookie, yes I am. I was made by the cookie man. On my way from a cookie pan, a little piece broke off of me. A little piece broke off of me, uh-huh. A little piece broke off of me, uh-huh. But I can taste just as good, uh-huh, as a regular cookie can. Well, I'm a little gumdrop, yes siree. The gumdrop lady, she made me. On my way from a sugar can, I got a little dent in me. Come on, I got a little dent in me, uh-huh. Got a little dent in me, uh-huh But I can taste just as good, uh-huh As a regular gumdrop can But I'm a little chocolate bar, I am I was made by the chocolate man On my way from a chocolate stand I got a little bend in me I got a little bend in me, uh-huh 
abandoned me, uh-huh But I can taste this as good, uh-huh As a regular chocolate bar can, all right Tootsie Roll, you see, the Tootsie Lady, she made me. On my way from Tootsie Land, I got a little twist in me. Yeah, I got a little twist in me, uh-huh. I got a little twist in me, uh-huh. But I can taste just as good, uh-huh, as a regular Tootsie Roll can. Well, I'm a little cookie, yes I am. I was made by the cookie man. On my way from the cookie pan, a little piece broke off of me. Now I ain't as round as I might be, but I'll taste good just to wait and see. Yeah, and I'd love back just twice as hard as a regular cookie can. But do indeed I doodly doodly indeed I die. Everybody needs to feel like they're good enough to be loved. Yeah, even in school. Our teacher, Mrs. Brown, used to hug us sometimes and shake hands hello in the morning. Yeah, but now he never touches us. We think he doesn't like us anymore. Well, there's been a lot of news lately about grown-ups who touch kids in ways that they shouldn't. Some of the other grown-ups who aren't doing anything wrong are worried about getting in trouble. Some of them are afraid to hug or touch their kids at all. But kids need to be touched as long as it's okay touching, right? Right. Here's a letter we wrote to him. Mr. Brown, please tell us why 
still help us learn to read and add, but now you're acting strange. You never made us nervous or kept us after school. You never touched us anywhere that was against the rules. So Mr. Round, please tell us what we did. And we hope you read our letter, cause it's signed by every kid. Signed, Robert, Susan, Rosie, Lee. Mark and Russell T, Jay and Alice, Nico, Ray, Daryl, Thomas, Russell A, Ellen, Jennifer, and Mary, Lynn, Felicia, and Gary, Jose, Reggie, Barbara, Joan, Harold, and your friend awful when you think somebody doesn't like you. Yeah, my parents always want me to act like my big sister because she's so perfect. We'll stop here for now. Whoa, that was a lot to chew on in that batch of songs, huh? I really like the letter to Mr. Brown. I wrote that in 1986, more than 30 years ago. I've noticed that parents seem to be more standoffish than we used to be about bringing this stuff up with our kids. I know everyone's concerned, Maybe we just don't know how to talk with our kids about how to be safe growing up. We didn't get lessons in how to do that when we became parents, right? And of course, we don't want to scare our kids unnecessarily. There's a lot of news out now about child sexual abuse with Catholic priests and stories from the Me Too movement. So parents and school teachers and principals and nurses and step-parents, preschool aides, little league coaches and brownie leaders and lots of other adults are all a little nervous about getting in trouble for touching or hugging their kids. But we know that children need touching. We all need it. No one ever got into trouble for touching a child appropriately. You only get into trouble for touching a child inappropriately. Kids need appropriate touching because when they're not touched appropriately, they're much more susceptible to inappropriate touching. Our kids need to know that they're worthwhile, and touching lets them know that in a powerful way that no words can convey. My old pal, Irene Van de Zanda, started a group with Timothy Dunphy called Kid Power, that's been around for 40 years or so, and they have great programs for kids and parents about how to empower kids to be safe as they go through their growing up years. You can go online and find them at kidpower.org. They'll come to your town, do a workshop with you or your organization that is a real gift that keeps giving for the rest of that child's life. My kids went through it. Helps parents, too. Kidpower.org. Check it out. We also heard I'm a Little Cookie, written by Larry Penn, about disabilities. All of us little cookies have our own little dents when we come out of the oven, and we pick up more as we go through life's cookie box, right? You ever hear of the term T-A-B? All of us folks who don't have any visible disabilities are T-A-B. Never heard of that? It means temporarily (laughs) able-bodied. I love that. We're just this far away from maybe having an accident that could create a disability for us. means we ought to pay attention to how folks with disabilities get treated by the rest of us. Not only because it's the right thing to do, but also because the us and them that society uses could change for any one of us all of a sudden, and then we'd be one of them. That's another reason I don't like noun kinds of labels so much, us and them. It's the verbs I like, because it's about how someone acts, not what we're labeled. And of course, there was my Let Him Laugh song about how we can keep on trying, even if someone labels us a loser, or if we label ourselves with words like no good. Clumsy, stupid, awkward. Stick to the verbs. Keep trying to do what you want to do. Much healthier. Even if you don't succeed ever, you'll be happier with yourself for giving it your best shot. 
verbs are really important. How about being called a chicken? It's another label, right? Someone calls someone else a chicken, it's usually a clue that the person who's calling the names is afraid or worried about something. A chicken is supposed to be someone who only cares about themselves, someone who is afraid to do anything, a coward, another label. But often people who won't participate in a group activity are called chickens because they're accused of being too nervous or too scared to join in. Now, if they were afraid that people wouldn't like them, wouldn't it be easier for them to just follow the crowd? I think not joining in with everyone else takes some courage, like chickens for peace. It seems to me that real live chickens follow the flock. They hang out with the flock because they figure they'll be safer if something dangerous happens. They're unaware that hanging out with a group that isn't concerned about the safety of all its members is not very smart. So, next week, our episode will be Chapter 4 of Take Me With You. Please let your friends know about my Songs to Chew podcast. And I know you're busy, but you might find it rewarding to take some time by yourself or with your kids to chew on some of the ideas in these songs. I'm Peter Alsop. See you next week.